Welcome to TSX Quarterly, the podcast that brings you publicly available earnings calls from companies listed on the Toronto Stock Exchange in one convenient location. Gone are the days of looking through confusing websites. You'll find the important information right here. Enjoy the call. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Colabor's third quarter 2021 results conference call. At this time, all lines are in a listen-only mode. Following the presentation, we will conduct a question and answer session open to analysts only. If at any time during this call you require immediate assistance, please press star zero for the operator. This call is being recorded on Friday, October 15, 2021. Before turning the meeting over to management, I would like to remind listeners that this conference call contains forward-looking information within the meaning of the applicable Canadian securities laws and subject to a number of risks and uncertainties that could cause actual results to differ materially from those anticipated. I refer the audience to the forward-looking statement as detailed in the presentation supporting this conference call and available on the company's website in the Investor section under Events and Presentation at www.colabor.com. Furthermore, risks are discussed throughout the most recent MD&A under the heading Risks. And I would like to turn the conference over to Louis Frenette, President and CEO of Colabor Group. Please go ahead, sir. Thank you, Sylvie. Uh, good morning, everyone, and welcome to Calabar Group's 2021 third quarter results conference call. This is Louis Frenette, President and Chief Executive Officer. Last evening, we released our earnings results for the 12th and 36th week period ended September 4th, 2021. The press release and disclosure documents can be found on our website and uh, on CDAR.com. Joining me today on this call is Pierre Danchette, our Chief Financial Officer, who, following my initial remarks, will provide an overview uh, of our financial results. During the third quarter, consolidated revenues were up 8.8% year-over-year from reopening of on-premise dining activities. Our channel diversification and the initial implementation of our growth plan. This represents our second consecutive quarter of growth after the execution of our transformation plan and lapping of difficult COVID comparables. Consolidated adjusted EBITDA margin stood at 5.9%, down from the equivalent quarter last year. Lower subsidies, expense related to our uh, spring buying show uh, that happened in uh, the, 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 the third quarter versus the second quarter this year. Additional labor expense explain most by explain most of this variance. As many sectors are experiencing the pandemic has worsened the effect of an already constrained labor force in the whole supply chain of our industry. And this has been particularly the case during the summer season. We believe that the combination of the gradual easing of lockdown measures and the ongoing labor scarcity has made it difficult to deliver more growth in the third quarter. Now, looking at our balance sheet, we have maintained a leverage ratio of uh, 2.1 times, 
and therefore remain in a comfortable situation. The inflationary pressure and labor shortage we are experiencing are slowing down our growth plan and putting pressure on our margins. However, the successful transformation of our operations over the past two years, the renewal of the management team, and our focused efforts on our value-added activities will allow, allow us to reduce the impact. With the refinancing of our balance sheet at the end of the first quarter, the resumption of the restaurant business and growth opportunity both organically and through acquisition, we are well positioned to continue creating value for all of our stakeholders. Looking ahead, our strategic priorities remain the same. Grow our distribution activities in the province of Quebec, further improve our operations, and raise our employee engagement. Before turning the call over to Pierre for a review of our financial results, I will quickly review our initial progress against these three pillars. Pillar one and two, grow our distribution activities in Quebec and further improve our operations. As you know, during the pandemic, we dedicated our efforts to diversify our channel gain, new institutional and retail clients. In recent quarters, with the imminent recovery of the restaurant industry, we have now turned our attention to profitably grow our distribution activities in Quebec. As stated before, since the first quarter of 2021, we have prudently invested in various growth initiatives that should start paying off in 2022. This in, these initiatives include hiring sales professionals to focus on our new strategic markets, implementing cross-selling initiatives to create synergies between our specialty offering and distribution network, aligning our offering with changes in consumer preference. And on uh, September 9th, we launched our uh, our redesigned private label line. I am encouraged by the preliminary progress we are seeing from each of these action items that aims to set the table for a stronger 2022 by improving our value-added offering and competitive positioning. As for our third pillar, raising employee engagement, the pandemic has brought this issue front and center. Since joining Calabar in November of 2019, I've paid significant attention to our employer brand and continually strive to improve our employee experience. This effect, we have recently concluded an agreement in principle to renew and improve the collective agreement with our unionized employees at our largest distribution center. This five-year agreement was approved by 99% of the employees. It better aligns our compensation practices with the industry, improve our competitiveness as an employer, and will help us attract and retain the best employees. As we are emerging from the worst of the health crisis and preparing for the recovery of the restaurants and hospitality industry, our motivated and engaged workforce is key for our next phase of growth. Also, yesterday, we announced the appointment uh, of Mr. Jean Gattuso as a new board member. Mr. Gattuso was still recently president and COO at uh, La Sonde, 
where he started to work in 1987. His extensive food industry knowledge, uh, manager, ma management experience, and business successes will greatly benefit Talaba. With this, uh, Pierre, I turn the call over to you for a review of our financial results. Thank you, Louis, and good morning, everyone. I'm pleased to be here today to discuss our key financial results for the third quarter of 2021. Third quarter consolidated sales from continuing operations were up 8.8% to 131.6 million. Sales in the distribution segment increased by 11.7% to 90.8 million, mainly from the gradual reopening of restaurants since the end of May 2021. Sales in the wholesale segment increased by 2.3% to 52 million, again, primarily from the easing of lockdown measures affecting the restaurant industry, from the growth of certain customer accounts and small customer gains, mitigated by the partial loss of volume from a single customer. Intercompany eliminations were in line with last year. Consolidated adjusted EBITDA from continuing operation reached 7.8 million or 5.9% of sales, compared to 10.1 million or 8.4% in the third quarter of last year. A reduction of 0.9 million in subsidies received, a reduction of revenue of 0.5 million related to our spring buying show, which last year occurred in the second quarter, and additional labor costs in the current context of labor shortage, combined with a retroactive adjustment for the renewal of a collective agreement, as well as investment for the repositioning uh, of our private brand to and to expand our territory. Net earnings from continuing operations were 2.3 million or two cents per share, down by 33.5% from 3.4 million or 3 cents per share during last year's third quarter. Net earnings stood at 2 million or 2 cents per share, up from 1.8 million or 2 cents per share last year, resulting primarily from a lower loss associated with abandoned activities, which last year generated a loss of 1.7 million compared to a smaller loss of 0.3 million in the third quarter of this year. Cash flow from operating activities generated 7.4 million in the third quarter of 2021, compared to 16.4 million in the equivalent quarter of last year. Higher utilization of working capital from the timing of inventory purchase and payment of suppliers and higher collection of receivables in 2020. As at September 4, 2021, our net debt amounted to 53.2 million compared to 52.1 million at the end of fiscal 2020 and down from 57.2 million at the end of the second quarter of 2021. Our financial leverage ratios stands at 2.1 times versus 1.8 times at the end of fiscal 2020 and two times at the end of the second quarter of 2021, resulting from a higher use of 
and the lending facility to fund working capital's requirements. The pandemic and associated labor shortage and supply chain disruptions will continue to have somewhat of an impact on our results. We remain dedicated to maintaining a prudent approach to managing our cost structure and protecting our financial situation. I would now, I would now like to turn the call over to the operator for the Q&A period. Thank you, Mr. Blanchet. Ladies and gentlemen, we will now take questions from analysts. If you would like to ask a question, please press star followed by one on your touchtone phone. You will then hear a three-tone prompt acknowledging your request. And if you would like to withdraw your question, simply press star followed by two. And if you're using your speakerphone, we do ask that you please lift the handset before pressing any keys. Please go ahead and press star one now if you have a question. And your first question will be from Kyle McPhee at Cormark Securities. Hi, everyone. Uh, thanks for the time this morning. Um, starting on the revenue line, I'm hoping for some color on the individual moving pieces feeding that revenue growth you delivered, which, which was above, above my expectations, uh, which is good to see. So let's start with what you called in the press release the first milestones of the strategic plan. Can, can you offer some color on how much growth came from those strategic in, initiatives, which I assume is you know, the, the distribution sales in new regions and the cross-selling? Hi, Kyle. Uh, thanks for your question. Uh, well, there's, uh, the, 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 there's three uh, items that covers the growth uh, of uh, for, for this quarter. And the, uh, the, the first one is the wholesale uh, uh, and distribution business went up. Uh, and in proportion, that's the biggest one because of the restaurant, restaurants reopening in, uh, in Q3 of uh, this year. So uh, we had more days open, so uh, that helped quite a bit. Uh, although in terms of capacity, we're not back to uh, pre-COVID uh, levels yet because of sanitary measures and labor uh, uh, scarce, uh, scarcity. And uh, so we're still running at reduced capacity. However, and the good news, and uh, just announced yesterday, the restaurants in Quebec will, and bars will all be uh, reopened in November. So uh, the, the, this is a great news. And the, the wholesale business, well, we got, uh, as I mentioned at the previous call, we got more smaller distributors uh, uh, that uh, joined uh, Calabar uh, in uh, Q2. And uh, it, it mitigates uh, some volumes that were lost with a larger distributor. The second, uh, the second uh, impact on the, 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 this growth in sales uh, uh, is coming from the price increases. So uh, when there's uh, inflation, uh, our suppliers sell uh, their products to a higher price. Well, we, we sell it, we pass it through, and uh, so that's helping. And the third, uh, the, the third part is, uh, to a lesser extent, is uh, the contribution of our strategic plan. And if you're okay, uh, I can put some color around that. That was the first part of your question. And uh, since we initiate the implement implementation of our strategic plan, our revenues contribution remains small, but we are very satisfied with the evolution. These initiatives uh, are helping us improve our customer and product mix. So uh, we, we put a, uh, a, a new sales team. Where we added the sales rep in Q1 in the western part of uh, Quebec and is doing well. Uh, also, uh, we relaunched our private label brand 
Um, so it's a bit of a facelift of the brand, and the sales are improving to uh, our internal targets. So we're, uh, we're happy with this. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Got it. Okay. Uh, just to unpack some of that stuff a bit more. So the pricing gains, are you able to um, quantify how, how much of your revenue growth was with price, pricing passes? Well, the uh, we we support the, uh, the 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 volume the volume was the the biggest influence because of the reopening of the uh, we have we had more day of selling to restaurants so the the answer is mainly coming from that and the pricing is a, a smaller portion in this uh, in this growth. Got it. Okay. Um, and okay. And, so on the on the COVID recovery, the restaurant reopening driver, the, the biggest driver of your growth, is that continuing in, into Q4 or has it kind of flatlined? I'm wondering how much drag you still have versus pre-COVID levels. I think it was kind of 10, 15% drag last quarter. Um, wondering what it is this quarter and, and, and what you're seeing into Q4. Well, we're... Uh... We're seeing Q4 is going to be better than uh, than last year because uh, with what just uh, I just said, the full reopening of the restaurant, so it's going to be helpful. Uh, and uh, last year, uh, as you remember, uh, there was uh, it was uh, only half half of the restaurants uh, open, especially they, they were doing takeout only. Some restaurants or half capacity, so now it's going to be to full capacity. So uh, uh, that's. Uh, that's encouraging, but it will not be to the pre-COVID uh, levels yet because we still have some restaurants that are closed that did, did not reopen. And uh, the, if you take downtown Montreal, uh, we expect that the workers uh, and the same thing in Quebec City and the big centers that the, the workers won't get back in the offices till uh, January of next year. So, so the it won't be. Uh, uh, to pre-COVID levels yet. Got it. Okay. And can you offer any color on kind of the different, those restaurants remain closed. I mean, how does that picture look in Montreal versus, um, you know, the eastern parts of the province where where you're more exposed? Is it the same kind of situation? It's the uh, Montreal is more affected than uh, you have up to uh, it's a ballpark number, but we have some internal data from our specialty uh, distribution that uh, about 25% of the restaurants uh, did not reopen. And uh, in the rest of the province uh, where we're stronger, uh, it's about between 10 and 15% of the restaurants not reopened. But this is ballpark internal data. Uh, we, we don't have data that covers 100% of the market. Got it. Okay, that's helpful. Um, moving on to margin performance. Your, your gross margin percentage remains strong. It was in line with what you delivered in recent quarters. And so it seems like you're handling food, and food cost inflation very well. Uh, but I just want to dig in a bit on, on what's going on on your gross margin line. So can you confirm if you were able to pass on 
all food inflation during the quarter, or is there a bit of a, a timing lag with that process, meaning, you know, your more normalized gross margins are, are actually even higher than what we saw this quarter? Hi, Kyle. It's, uh, it's Pierre. Good morning. Thank you for the question. Um, I'd say uh, the general rule is uh, we are able to pass it through, but but there is a there is a, a small timing lag. Can you hear me? Yep. Oh, um, okay. okay. Did you hear my, my answer? Yeah, I, I got it off. Um, okay. Okay. Great. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Because I, I thought I, I was on mute when I was when I was uh, when I was talking. Uh, so yes, that's uh, that's the uh, that's the answer to your question there. Okay. So, so is it fair? To, is it is it fair to say that you know all else equal with with your business mix that your margin would be even higher, uh, you know a little bit higher next quarter when when all the pricing is, is passed through. So you know your Q3 uh, gross margins are a little bit understated because of the timing lag. No, no, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say it's understated. I would say uh, um, the 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 pass through is kind of uh, uh, like it's a small lag, but I don't think it will the the Q4 would improve on that. Yeah, okay. on that. Thing. Okay, so okay, so it's not an overly material gross margin trick that, that showed up in the timing lag. No, no. Got it. Okay. Um, on on labor costs inflation you guys called that out in your press release as, as a headwind but it, it seems like a very minor impact in the numbers for, from what i can see so i'm hoping you can confirm that that was the case it's very minor um uh, and maybe comment on whether or not the issue is getting uh worse um, worse or better into q4 yes finally it's louis uh the uh Labor inflation is not uh, a, a short-term pass-through like the food cost inflation. Okay, so when our suppliers sell uh, with a higher price, higher price, we pass it through. With the uh, the uh, what happened in the, the last quarter, which we're living, the inflation, the uh, labor cost, uh, the, uh, the the labor shortage, uh, the uh, we added some uh, we added reps, sales reps, and marketers, uh, uh, and the fuel cost uh, is, uh, is is increasing quite a bit. So it's not a pass through, a direct pass through like uh, like we had uh, like we do with uh, the uh, uh, with, with the, the the pricing from uh, our suppliers. So the uh, the, the the idea is to to implement that uh, to pass it to, in 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 another form such as uh, pricing. Uh, so it's not happening. There's a lag there, so it's not happening instantly. Uh, so we can do it through that or uh, through internal productivity. So there's a lot to do, uh, and uh, the important is to manage our price structure accordingly and uh, to see. Uh, uh, to pass the inflation back to our customers, uh, but there's a limit uh, probably that uh, can be attained. There's so much you can pay for, a, uh, like Pia, like you see internally for a, a club sandwich. Uh, and uh, the point is that the catch-up is not as easy as easy to do. Also, in the uh, fourth quarter, and the fourth quarter, we had uh, we we have a, a great news that we signed a five-year agreement with a. Our workers at the largest uh, uh, distribution center, but there was a full week of strike. 
So uh, that affected uh, uh, the, 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 we have to, to, to catch up uh, with the, the salary increases and everything. And uh, we, we are working on that as, uh, as we speak. So we estimate that most of the uh, additional HR costs uh, uh, are resulting from the current context of the labor shortage, such as overtime, and a bit of the, that that collective agreement. There's a retroactive adjustment associated with the collective agreement that that was that we see in the Q3. So, uh, and we'll continue to do the investment in repositioning our private label and uh, beefing up our sales force in Western Quebec. Got it. Okay. Can you quantify that retroactive adjustment in the Q3 numbers? Can you give me an idea of the, of the how big it was? No. The uh, no. Okay. Okay. Um, I tried. Um, uh, okay. On moving on to private label. Um, you pointed out you you relaunched your private label offering during the quarter. So I'm hoping you can give some color on. You know what does a relaunch entail? What what exactly did you do, and and what what are the ultimate goals here for private label, and how it should impact your margins over time? Yeah. So the uh, the background behind the, our private label is that uh, uh, this brand called the menu brand needed a bit of attention and affection. So uh, nothing much was done over the last many years, uh, and we made the decision that we would prioritize. Uh, uh, this to have a larger uh, portion of our sales uh, coming from our private brand is very important. So uh, what it entails, uh, we we added the brand managers, a brand uh, director, brand manager, and uh, uh, and as soon as they started, the uh, the the work at uh, at uh, improving the image of the brand. So uh, we're changing the packaging and new uh, new design. So that's what I call the facelift, more modern. And that was tested with the uh, the, the chefs in the restaurants, and they prefer they, pre- they prefer that uh, easier to understand what are the products. And uh, uh, overall, it's all good in terms of uh, the cosmetic and the, the content. We're launching a bit of new products. And more importantly is that our sales force is excited about it. So uh, they have something to say now about our private label and uh, that we're improving. And uh, it's a great, uh, these are great products. And uh, so far we see uh, the, the results are, uh, are in line, even during the COVID period, uh, are in line with what we uh, projected. So we're very, very happy with the uh, development of our uh, the relaunch of the menu brand there was do- amounts of dollars of uh, of course of marketing over uh, to support that uh, over uh, the uh, the people working on it got it and were there kind of any one-time costs associated with this relaunch in q3 and if so uh, can you quantify it well i won't quantify it but yes uh, when you're doing repackaging and uh, uh, a bit of uh, video support material and the, uh, uh, you know, it's not a B2C uh, business we're in. So we're not talking millions of dollars uh, that we have to put uh, on air on TV. So it's B2C marketing. 
uh, it's uh, it's not as expensive, but uh, for for us, it was uh, the investment made were a hundred percent more than uh, the years before. Got it. Uh, okay. Um, last question for me on um, you know acquisitions. Your your press release called out um, delays with your growth programs because of the food inflation and labor supply. So I'm wondering if you're referring to your um, you know, upcoming acquisitive growth, or, or are you referring to delays with your organic growth, or, or, or both? Hi, Kyle. It's uh, Pierre. Um, uh, again, thanks for the question. Uh, it's it's more around the organic uh, plan. Uh, the the reason is that you know, as we as everybody knows, there's labor shortage everywhere. Uh, so so so, really, we're we're in a situation where it's not a demand issue; it's a supply issue. So. So we are, we have demand. We have uh, there's there's demand out there. We just have a hard time uh, getting uh, enough labor to supply all of that, uh, to support all of that demand. Um, it's an industry-wide situation. I mean, it goes from manufacturers to restaurants, uh, owners who are sometimes not even able to open their doors uh, as much as they have demand because they can't supply the. Uh, the, the people to to you know to support that demand so so our our our, uh, our situation is more like that from an m a point of view um, it's you know what we are, we are active and if we find something attractive at the right price uh we're we're, we're open for business but as it's not it's not from that front it's more from the organic front got it Okay, that's it for me. I appreciate all the color and overall it looks like good numbers. Thanks a lot, guys. Thank you, Kat. And at this time, gentlemen, we have no other questions. Please proceed. Well, thank you, Sylvie uh, and Kyle for, uh, thanks Kyle for your, your questions. Uh, during the pandemic, we demonstrated the, the resiliency of our business model and our ability to adapt and even strengthen our business model while reducing debt. Our second and third quarter results demonstrated that we're back on a growth trajectory. The summer season was a challenge as we faced the end of the lockdown measures and, uh, and a labor shortage, as we mentioned, looking ahead. Uh, with an improved offering, stronger operations, and potential organic and non-organic growth opportunities we are well positioned to benefit from the recovery of the restaurant and hospitality industry and enter our new phase of profitable growth. Once again, I would like to reiterate my gratitude to our employees who on a daily basis continue to impress and rise up to the challenge brought on by the pandemic and labor shortage, but also who are helping us improve our overall customer experience and operations. This concludes our call for the third quarter of 2021. Thank you for joining us and stay safe and healthy. Thank you. Thank you, Monsieur Frenet. Ladies and gentlemen, this does indeed conclude your conference call for today. Once again, thank you for attending. And at this time, we do ask that you please disconnect.
Thank you for listening to TSX Quarterly. If you enjoyed the cast, remember to leave a good rating. And remember, for any additional inquiries, please consult the company's investor relations section on their website. See you next time.